Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. As we're discussing what really we mean when we say that God loves us, we're seeing that God's love is very, very practical. And today you're going to be talking further about God's love in action, Colin. We've got to see how that love is to be expressed in our lives. Uh, I've been pointing out all week that the New Testament talks about God's love for us mainly in the historic tense. He has loved us. He has demonstrated his love in what he has done for us. And uh, he has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Now, God wants us to take that love, which is there within us, and to express that love in the present tense. We base our faith in God's love upon what he has done historically, but now we express that love presently. So in uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, for example, uh, the apostle says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Now, you see, human love is not what he's referring to there, but the agape love, that special love that is God's love, And then John says, everyone who loves with that love has been born of God and knows God. Now, you see, if he was talking just about human love, that sentence wouldn't make sense because clearly not everybody does know God and not everybody has been born again of the Spirit of God. But what he's saying is everybody who loves with that agape love that has come from the Spirit of God has been born of God because We couldn't have that love otherwise and knows God because we couldn't have that love otherwise. As you've seen this dawn on people, Colin, perhaps you've known somebody who's just recently become a Christian. They've had a very bad temper previously or they've been very moody. Have you seen them change as a person as they've adopted this love of God? They've seen it work. I've seen many, many lives, thousands of lives, transformed by the teaching that I'm giving this week. And I'll tell you why. It's because so many Christians try to feel God's love. They try to feel his love when they pray. They try to feel his love in the service. And they come out of their prayer time or the service really disappointed if they haven't had some feeling of love. And that can, if they listen to the words of the enemy, that can cause them to question God's love or not to have any confidence before God because they think, well, if I don't have feelings of love, then perhaps God isn't pleased with me. And you see, what people realize when they hear this teaching is how they've really been approaching, even in their prayer times, they've been approaching God in completely the wrong way, that they've been focusing upon themselves and upon their feelings rather than focusing upon the Lord and simply wanting to put their trust in his word and pray according to his word and believe that the power of the Holy Spirit will enable them to pray with faith in a way that is going to be powerful and effective. So I believe we should all put a lot of emotion into our prayer, a lot of fervor, a lot of passion into the way in which we pray to God. Uh, But Our faith is not built upon those feelings or that passion. Our faith is built upon what God has already done for us in Christ. You say that this can transform our lives. You've just used the word confidence there. 
So you're saying that as we appreciate, as we take this on board and, and understand that God loves us, really loves us, so our confidence before God, I mean, that must affect our prayer life, every aspect of our lives. Yes, I mean, I, I had my prayer time early this morning, uh, as I always do. Uh, and this morning, I didn't feel God's love at all, not a scrap. No, absolutely no evidence of feeling of God's love. Sometimes I do, sometimes I, do, I don't. But I, not for one moment today do I question that he loves me or that he's gone off me or that I'm in a wrong relationship or he's punishing me. It just wasn't that kind of prayer time. But that doesn't alter the fact that today I'm living in the love of God. Uh, he's using me now. He's speaking through me uh, in all the other things that I've had to do today he, and will do in the rest of the day. He will work through me. Because this has got nothing to do with emotion and feelings. It's got to do with the work of his spirit. And his spirit is not an emotion. At certain times in my life today, the spirit of God may touch my emotions, may give me compassion. I might feel compassion for people. Uh, and, and the love of God, may, I, I might even experience if I'm praying later in the day with people I might, or worshiping with them, I might suddenly have this feeling of, of love for God. But, I mean, it's not really very important. It really isn't very important. And because whether I feel love for him or not, he is still the same, and his love for me is still the same. Um, it's wonderful to feel God's love, and it's wonderful to feel, to feel love for him. But my life is not dependent upon that. It's not based upon the feelings. It's based upon the knowledge, the fact, the truth, the certainty that he loves me and nothing in all creation can separate me from that love. And that's a very, very important saying, isn't it, that Paul makes when he's writing to, when he's writing to the Romans. And you see, these are the kind of scriptures that many Christians know but they don't really base their life upon in the way in which uh, they should do. Let me just read this passage from the end of Romans chapter 8. Um, Paul is talking about all the kinds of, of problems that a Christian can face. Uh, and, and he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You see, it's there in the past tense again. Not who loves us, but who has already demonstrated his perfect love for us. And then Paul says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Very interesting. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in the present because of the way in which he has loved us in the past by dying for us, by giving us new life, by giving us his spirit, by giving us his kingdom, by blessing us with such a wonderful heavenly inheritance. 
But, you know, just to stick with this confidence question just a little bit longer, Colin, if we may, there are many Christians who do not feel confident in their faith. Now, why is that? What do you say to them? Sometimes they feel guilt-ridden. Sometimes they just have no peace in their lives. They're certainly not joyful. No, because, you see, they're still living by their feelings rather than faith in the love that God has already expressed in what he has done for us. Uh, If you take guilt, for example, um, it's inevitable that people will feel guilty if they have sinned against God. But what does the scripture say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if a person is is feeling guilty, all he has to do is to confess his sin to God and God will immediately forgive him. Why will he forgive him? Because on the cross, Jesus has already done everything that is necessary for that forgiveness. So there's absolutely no question as to whether God will forgive us or not. He will forgive us. The only other thing we have to do is to be prepared to forgive those who have wronged against us. But that guilt is removed once we believe that in his love, God has forgiven us. God isn't sitting on the throne deciding whether he will forgive or not. He has already done everything in love for us so that that forgiveness is available for any who confess their sins to him. Now, sometimes people confess the same sin time and time again, year in, year out. Because they haven't believed in his forgiveness. They didn't believe that the first time they confessed that sin, God forgave them. And ever since that first time, God hasn't known what they were talking about because they're confessing a sin that is already forgiven. And when God uh, forgives, he does forget. You know, you sometimes hear people say, well, I will forgive, but I won't forget. Well, that's not real forgiveness. When God forgives, he forgets. It's as if that sin never happened. The scripture says he puts uh, our sin behind, uh, uh, as far from us as east is from west. He puts our sin behind his back. He will no longer look at it. He will not hold it against us. He will not punish us for it because Jesus has already borne our punishment on the cross. And on the day of judgment, there will be no mention of the sins that God has already forgiven. And so this is the nature of God's love. And you see, the, the, what we will look at tomorrow uh, is all these problems that Paul refers to in this passage in uh, Romans chapter 8, trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, People say, well, can these things separate us from the love of God? No. I mean, Paul suffered more than probably any other Christian. He was beaten 39 times on five occasions, uh, whipped, that is, with, with the lash. He was beaten with rods. He was imprisoned. He was persecuted. He was wrongly arrested. He was stoned and left for dead. He was shipwrecked. Never is there any word of complaint. Never does he, even for a moment, uh, question that any of those things could separate him from God's love or even be used to doubt or question God's love for him. He, He never said, look, why, if I'm serving the kingdom, do you allow me to suffer all these things? He was so secure in the knowledge of his love, of God's love for him. And that's what God wants us to understand. God's love for us has got nothing to do with our feelings, neither has it got nothing to do with our circumstances. If we base our faith in his love on what he's done for us, then we will be able to overcome no matter what the circumstances. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 